Hi, everyone. I'd like to introduce you to Catherine Jess, who is a visionary photographer, a fine artist, and an instigator for personal freedom. She uses the modality of photography to help people transform and perceive their world on a deeper level. Her photography has been published on the cover of National Geographic Magazine, on Oprah.com, Photo District News Magazine, the cover of the soon-to-be-released Danielle Magazine by Danielle Laporte. Her work is on dozens of online websites and blogs worldwide. So pressing the restart button at the age of 18, she checked herself into a drug treatment to help herself get off of a crystal meth addiction. And then after sobering up, photography became a deeply personal and spiritual practice that helped her shift her perception. So photography became a tool for her transformation. And here we are 26 years later, Catherine's on a mission along with her son, Max, to empower others to own their greatness. Her message to us is see the sacred in the everyday, show up for the moments that matter, don't leave before the miracle happens. Catherine also offers courses and retreats, commissioned photography sessions, and much more over at catherinejust.com. Hi, Catherine. Welcome. I am so happy to talk to you today, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I really do appreciate it. So I have to tell you, you know, I think you know I've kind of admired you from afar, which is AKA online. Thank <laughs> and, you. And it's really kind of fun because what you're doing with and for people isn't really something that's done anywhere else. Mm. Um, and, you know, I saw the Sherry Rosenthal interview with you, and you referred to your work as another way of focusing attention on what's important and seeing things differently. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that. Sure, yeah. Um, I found that when I got sober, I got sober when I was 18 years old and uh, went from treatment directly to uh, the airport and flew to Minneapolis from San Diego to continue my recovery. And after I got out of the halfway house there, I, I went to art school. And that's really where I found a way to visually express what was going on for me uh, internally um, through photography. And so it was really um, an amazing adventure for me to be able to express myself in a way that didn't harm myself, didn't harm other people, was a creative outlet for myself, and really helped me to process what was happening in my life. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I did um, start working with Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements. He was my spiritual teacher for about five years, and um, during that time, I learned about all the beliefs that I had that were causing me to suffer, when I really thought that my life, I was suffering because of the external experiences that were happening around me, I, I really, it, it took it deeper than I'd ever gone before to really take responsibility for, for the places that I wasn't able to see yet. He really brought to light a bunch of areas that I needed to clean up for myself. And through that process, I was still using photography as a tool for uh, processing and, and create creativity, but now it, it took it to another level. So now I was seeing how I could uh, use the camera as a way to shift my perception, which is what Miguel teaches in, a, in, a, in his own modality, which is through a spiritual practice, and I was seeing that photography could be used in the same way. Uh, so, for instance, I'll just quickly tell you, like, I had an experience with my son who wouldn't take a nap, 
and I decided to use the camera and take pictures of him at nap time um, to shift my attention because I was spending so much time thinking about where I wanted to be, which wasn't there, <laughs> that I wasn't exactly. really <laughs> present for the moment. So I used the camera, and when I took the first picture and I saw what it looked like, I recognized that there was something sacred happening that I was totally missing. And it turned out to be a three-year project and became probably my most meaningful body of work, um, documenting the sacred time between my son and I at nap time that I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. So the camera really then became a tool for transformation when I really used it in a way that helped me to look through another lens, both literally and figuratively. So Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, really is, shifted is that Is that in plain sight? Yes, that's in plain that's sight. And, uh, yeah. and it also, that same project that we work on in that class, we also work on in the deepening. And the deepening has just more interviews with life leaders in it. It has a lot more gratitude. We're focusing, we have, there are worksheets and other things that, that deepen the experience of in plain sight even further. And in plain sight is just the photo project alone. Um, I see. So it's, uh, you have both options available. So one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about that I heard you mention are power signs, and it just so intrigued me. And I wanted to ask you how you notice them, how you use them, and how do you incorporate them into your work also? Power signs, um, I I did learn that from Miguel Ruiz, where um, when you are in, in the work that I did with him, we were definitely working on becoming more aware of our thoughts and that we are not our thoughts. And once you have the experience of separating yourself from your thoughts and knowing that they aren't who you are, they're just sort of like background noise and then you're more able to really be present with what's happening around you. And it is a practice. It's not like all of a sudden I became like separated from my thoughts forever. It's an mm -hmm. ongoing daily practice. But he actually brought up the idea or the concept of a power sign. So we would just be driving. I remember specifically driving to meet him to do a workshop and there are five of us in the car and we were like looking for power signs and it could be anything. Um, and we wouldn't know it until we saw it, but it was actively looking for what the universe wanted to show you. And one of the people in the car in, that was driving with us just said, you know that everything is a power sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I never really thought about it that way, but it's really true. Like, uh, Depending on what you're looking for or seeking or your point of view that day, every single thing that you're looking at could be seen as a power sign. Um, in my own work, um, well, let me back up. Miguel also said we should wear something on our bodies that that um, we call a power sign because it helps us to wake up. Um, and that's really okay. the point. We really want to wake up from being asleep. And, and my definition is of being asleep is suffering as a result of really believing what you're telling yourself. And I think mm -hmm. we're all doing that to a certain extent. And once we see the power sign, like it could be a ring or a piece of jewelry or something we wear or something framed on our desk that we see every day, it reminds us to wake up. 
and to ask ourselves, what are you listening to and who's talking? <laughs> and so in photography, we can do the same thing. We can, If we're in a bad place and we're sitting in the office or in front of the computer, we can grab our phone or our camera and walk out the door and take ourselves on a photo walk and we can look for clues from the universe. And it could be as simple as noticing the light falling on a leaf that reminds us that we are not our thoughts. And it shifts everything. It really does get you out of that attachment to whatever you're thinking, into your body and into the world, and, and it shifts your attention. And therefore, that little tiny thing that we would walk past normally becomes very significant. And that's why I use the term power sign. I can completely get that. Um, you know, I, I love the the visual of, of the way light falls. You know, I happen to love being outside and, and in the trees, and it's just mm. amazing of the way sun can fall and just splinter sometimes. It's, it's just spectacular. Mm. One of the one of the courses that you um, give or the retreat that you give in Sedona, um, you know, that just looks like a pretty darn spectacular experience too. And I was wondering if there, maybe just generally, or if there's a way that you can kind of Talk a little bit about how people walk away from that that retreat and what some of the experiences are there. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, the Sedona retreat was the last one that I did. I think previous to that, I did a, a Monterey retreat where Flora Boley, the painter, and I um, co-led a retreat together, and that was a, an amazing experience as well. Um, and when I think about the two retreats, I see similarities and differences. And I think the similarity is, for me, is that people usually go on my retreats because they're going through something and they need to get away to process. Mm -hmm. um, or they want to go through something and they come to the retreat looking for that, um, that sort of doorway. And so the process of just being out of your own environment is just right. You're in a new place with new people. It's a little unsettling anyway. And so mm -hmm. it, it's a great opportunity for you to be vulnerable, be new, and see the world in a new way and experience your life in a new way sort of by looking back at it from where you are sitting. So I would say the retreat itself is not so much, it is a photography retreat, but it is more about the same things that we do in In Plain Sight where we're really looking for ourselves and we're looking to deepen our relationship to everything around us so it has to start from within so the people that leave the retreats the things that i've heard is that they've given themselves permission that they needed so desperately just to be away and to and to focus their attention back on themselves just that alone is a gift definitely i add is just um is just like helping them to see the world in a new way that's amazing. When I think of just um, the description of, of kind of refocusing and seeing things in a different way and then adding the, just like I said, the concept and visual of looking through a camera lens, I can, one, uh, one of the other things that I heard you say on a video was something about looking and noticing how things shift among that frame or as they go in and out of that frame. Mm -hmm. which just really hit me um, interestingly because mm -hmm. I I can feel that. You know, you can almost feel the movement and just what a different, totally different view it is. And I just, um, I think it's so interesting and so unique and what an experience to be able to literally refocus your, your perception. 
yeah, you know, I had that experience today. I went to the photo store looking at a lens that I really, really want to buy. <laughs> and <laughs> I was playing with it and asked the gentleman that got the lens out for me if I could take a portrait of him. And I think it was the first time I really looked at him. And I think that's really what um, photography offers to me and I think to others who have taken my classes is that we're really not paying attention because we're really focused on whatever's going on in our mind, on our to-do list, on our agenda, and we're not really present for it. So when I was taking pictures of him, you know, I was looking at his full, you know, the full composition of his head, and then I decided to crop so that I was only seeing part of his eye and what was behind him. And I hadn't wow. really seen those things in that way before. So it really woke me up a bit to uh, seeing him in a new way as well and how the light was falling on him and how he was moving in and out of the frame and what was necessary in that composition to tell the story about who he is and what wasn't. Like, do I need his whole face in the picture? Probably not. And, of mm -hmm. course, I was just testing a lens out, but once I put the camera up to my eye, all of this, all of this, all of these, I become just so much more curious. And I think that's really a key. I love that. Is that curiosity yeah. is really important. Definitely. You know, what's interesting is um, probably for the near future, every time I have a conversation with someone, I'll probably be looking at their face in a way that I'm like, thinking <laughs> about this, you know, <laughs> which yeah, is cool yeah. because yeah. when you think about how mindless you do stand in front of whoever, you know, a clerk, uh, wherever you are, uh, that's such a great, great thought. <laughs> yeah, you that. know, <laughs> I also think that I have a tendency to be a little bit shy if I'm in a new environment. But the camera sort of gives, gives me permission to look, whereas when you're that sitting across from somebody, sense. yeah, when you're sitting across from somebody new, it is a little bit like you don't really want to inspect their face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that would be awkward. <laughs> there's also so much dialogue, inner dialogue going on that doesn't happen online. When you're actually in front of a person, there's like so much going on between the conversation you're having, but also the conversation that's happening in your head about what are they seeing, what are they thinking of me. What is my zipper mm -hmm. zipped? You know, all these things. Exactly. Yeah, um, oh my gosh, yes. And putting the camera up. I don't think, you know, there has been dialogue around like, are you actually present if you put the camera up or are you hiding? And I think that it really depends on um, you knowing yourself best and if you are using the camera as a tool to not be there. But I, I think that it can really support really investigating a situation even deeper. Yeah, I totally agree. It's. Uh, I think it's spectacular. So coming up on October 14th to the 24th, you're hosting the Soulful Summit 2013. I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're interviewing some of the most inspirational minds around today, and um, just tell me, tell me what's happening for that. That is pretty spectacular. Yeah, I actually um, this year I'm inter interviewing, I believe it's 35 inspirational life leaders that I am really um, interested in interviewing because I want to know how they deal with fear, how they own their greatness, what tools they've learned along the way as they've grown in success and within themselves to know that they are valuable to the world in some way. Like all of those things underneath the surface I really want to know and share with others because I feel it's important for us to know that we're all the same and that we're all valuable and that some people have just gotten a few more steps ahead of us and they might have some tools for us. It's not like a comparison thing. It's more like a, um, a, 
changing the relationship a bit. And so mm-hmm. I offer it for free online so you can watch during the um, the event. And if you purchase all of it, you get 35 videos, 35 audio MP3s, and you can also purchase the transcripts. And it's like something like 17.5 hours of audio. <laughs> nice. and, uh, and half of every sale goes to a Down syndrome organization called Down's Ed, and they are the leader in research for education on how to best serve uh, children with Down syndrome so that they can really learn everything that everybody else is learning in school without Wonderful. being placed down the hall in a um, in a little special ed room. You know, like really mm-hmm. be, uh, really honor them as valuable as well and learn how they learn rather than saying that they don't learn. Um, and that's a special, you know, that has a special uh, spot in my heart because my son does have Down syndrome and he's just starting school now. And I, I would love to provide him and everybody else I know who has Down syndrome uh, the opportunity to live their best life. And I think that's what we all want, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. What a great. That's really the yeah. what this is about. What a good organization, too. I agree. That's Thank wonderful. You. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, the summit online and the audios and the donations, I think, is just a spectacular combination. And um, really looking forward to people listening to that and being involved in it. You, you've put together something really impactful and amazing. Thank you. I've been actually blown away when I'm interviewing people because you think you know somebody based on their bio or their online right. brand or how they are, but then the interview... I don't have a script, and so we're really just having a conversation. And the things that I've learned from people in a way that I didn't expect to learn, it's just been really beneficial to me, and I know it's going to impact the people that sign up for it. I just, it, it is, um, it's been a life-changing event for me to create. So I'm hoping the same will be true for the people that attend. It will be. Yeah, I signed up. I think when I one Yay! of the first times I saw it coming out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited that you'll be there. You'll have to tell mm-hmm. me what you think. I will definitely. So once one thing that's really cool that you mentioned is you talked about like those people or some people might have you know maybe just a few steps ahead of us, and um, that's huge because that's kind of what my foothold is completely wrapped up in, and you know it's the idea that somebody's going to come here and share some wisdom with someone who happens to need that wisdom at this time in their life. And mm-hmm. so for you personally, you know, we're professionally, personally, however, life experiences, et cetera, you know, who and how have you found your, what we're calling sages, the wise mentor style relationships? Um, I, I think it's been a, a several different ways because I think when I look back, my high school art teacher was the one that told me I was talented, and the only reason I took that class was because you needed it to graduate. So it was sort of forced on me, and as a result, I found out that I had talent. And she knew I had a drug problem and didn't do anything about it but support me. She didn't, like, tell anyone, and it was, like, the best medicine. And so I always, yeah, I always go back to to saying, like, she was the angel that I didn't know I needed. And then, you know, along the way, I feel like whenever I have needed a teacher, if they've arrived, I I haven't necessarily been, well, I can't say I haven't been looking. I do love reading about all sorts of different spiritual practices, but 
I don't always just put both feet in because everybody else is doing it. I'm a bit hesitant about following the crowd. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I met Miguel Ruiz, it was because I was in a lot of pain and a a lot of my friends were going to weekend workshops and I refused to go because I'm a rebel and I didn't want to do it because they were doing it. And um, then over time, I saw my friends one friend specifically transforming in front of my eyes. And I couldn't even believe how much she had shifted in a way that was like you wouldn't expect. Like somebody who talks about themselves so much that you never get a word in was becoming Mm -hmm. very quiet. (laughs) Wow. I just thought there was something going on here that I really, I I just became curious and then I had a heartbreak in a relationship and they have, you know, the teachers happened to be in Portland where I was living and I went and it felt right. And so I typically either have to be on my knees around something like really, really willing to try Mm -hmm. something else. um, uh, Or the teacher appears and I just know it in my being. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, and I, I, I love the, the teacher um, story and how faithful that was for you to, yeah. you know, have that person literally, literally show up in your life. Um, I know. Wow. I know. I'm so grateful. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy that you're here because it's Thank like I said, you. from afar, it's been wonderful to learn about you. And I'm like honored, so honored that you took a chance and, and had this conversation with me and that, I got to meet you. I just thank Aww. you so much for this. Thanks. I was really excited to do this. I'm really, Good. I feel the same way. I'm really glad that we're we're finally meeting after knowing each other online for a while, and it's really great to see what you're up to. Thank you. Very, very much. Well, everyone will be able to um, find all of your information published along with your interview, and um, I just, once again, I just want to thank you for taking this time with me, Catherine. Yeah, thank you.